friends. Jay, we're the oldest in the room. <laughs> okay. Right, it's been some time. Baruch Hashem, we have Rabbi Nachman tonight, and I understand we're having Rabbi Nachman tomorrow night also. How's the Hashem? It's a We're going to be learning Maisi Mizvulv Vakovish, the Maisi of the fly and the spider. I know there already were Hagdamas a few months ago. I just want to spend a few minutes with the actual Hagdam. Just some, just a machshava that I had that I wanted to share with you. Each one of you, I hope, has the Maisi in front of you. And I'm sure you all have Sipur Maisis of your own, but we're going to start the Maise. It's a very short story. The conversations about it probably take a few years which I get started in Mr. Shem. But I want to begin with a hergish and a little bit of an opening. Before to this story, and I'll explain why in two minutes, three minutes, Bechlal to the Sipurim Aisids. Because what we learned before the winter, those few weeks that I was here before I left out to sell, it was more of a, I don't want to use the word academic, even though this is a, a place of academic. I don't, I don't want to use that word. I've stayed away, already, away from it for five years. But it was more of Alder Hapshat. So tonight I just want to begin before we look into this story, a little bit more pneumious. And I hope that it will be a way for us to have the schus to walk in, to enter into this magnificent world of this particular story, Rabbi Nachman. It's Erev Purim. Already mashmin ala shkolem. This week is Rosh Chaydesh. And all of us grew up with Megillus Esther as being our first exposure or, or the, most, the most impressive and memorable exposure to Sipuri Maisis. Right? That's how we grew up. Before we ever heard of Rabbi Nachman, we heard of Mordechai and Esther, we heard of Hashverosh and Haman, Shushan Habira. As we grew older, and we began to learn the Svar Makadoshan, whatever, Svasemis, Absodik, Chabad, As we began to grow older, we saw that call Adam, every single person, whoever that person is, 
Oiver lov masha oiver, whatever that person goes through. In Chitzonius, when you look at that person's life, it looks like it's Sipuri Dvarim Ba'alma. It looks like it's a story. Stam, it's a story. The same way that if any of us would have walked into Shushan during those 13 years that the story of Purim was unfolding, and we were there at any particular moment in time during those years, we would have we would have felt that we're part of a, 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 a Misa that's happening here. It's dumb. It's a Misa. Like everything else in life. This person's marriage, this person's job. It's Sipuri Dvaram Ba'alma. Stop. There are a million people who have stories like me. And this is another story. So I happen to live in Shushan. I have bad mazel. The guy in here want to kill us. It's a bad mazel. It's happened in other places and other times. But la'achazman, and this is the whole chiddush of the Megillah, and this is the whole chiddush of Rabbi Nachum Sipurimaisius, that la'achazman, what became clear is that Mikol Hishtalshlus Advar. From that all of the events of the Megillah, all of the Pratim of the Megillah, are all connected in the most remarkable way over those years. That when you were there, Bishas Maisi, you never would have felt it. You never would have seen where is this going, where is this coming from. And similarly, in a person's life, at some point in a person's life, sometimes he's not Zaycha while he's alive, but most often while a person is alive, those events of his past, the Bashas Maise, when they took place, was Sipure Maisim Ma'alma, right? It was just done. I got up, I went to work. My boss is in a bad mood, he fired me. I come home, I'm angry because I got fired, and I acted out in my house. These are all stories of life. And the person is angry and he's better that he lost his job. But very often, most often, over the course of time, an intelligent, insightful person begins to put the story of Esther together in his life. So the Chidushim says that when Mashiach comes, each person is going to be presented with a Megillah, the story of his life. It doesn't say Hashem's name anywhere. But the whole story from the beginning to end, when you put the pieces together of the story, the whole Ishtashlus of the story, brings the person to the realization That that even though during those years of his life he went through disappointments and he went through, God forbid, Yisurim and all kinds of tsaras. And Bishas Maise, it seemed that everything that I'm going through is just a bad mazel in my life or a good mazel in my life, but it's 
just a sipur dvarim ba'alma. But at some point, as he gets further along the derech of his life, and the person's a mamin, and he has good eyes, he's able to see that really this, I'm, I'm part of some kind of a story. It's not like every day is stopped. There's some sipur maisis going on in my life that the Baruch Shalom is weaving together like he did in Shushan. At the time that I'm living in the Maisa, those are Aris Makifa. Aris Makifa means that we're not able to understand what is Hashem doing here? Like, why did I lose my job? Or there was a Baruch that was telling me today that he's been going through a lot of terrible Yisurim, and Davka, when he was near Israel, and his learning was starting to pick up, and his davening was starting to pick up, that Hashem's Baruch hit him with a certain machla that has affected him terribly, emotionally, terribly, terribly, terribly. And, and Bishas Maisa, he can't understand why would God do that to him. And any explanation that you try to come up with, it's like an Ormakif. You know what you might say, an Ormakif. It, does, it doesn't sit in his head. It doesn't make sense. Like if you'd be sitting in Shushan, and it was like the fourth year of what's going on. And someone told you, you know, you remember there were these guys, Bigson and Sarish? What happened to those guys? What happened to Bigson and Sarish? He says, no, I don't know. And what, what is the... Do you remember Mordechai used to hang around back then? The same Jew that all of a sudden... Da, da, da. I mean, the Chachaman, there are people that are starting to put things together. But Bashar's mind said, Bigson and Sarish is nobody. Doesn't mean anything to anyone. And it's almost the same thing in life that at the, at the time that you're living through something, it's not, there's a makif that surrounds you, that's above you, that you don't comprehend. And your mind and your heart can't take hold of that makif. But at some point later on, the makif becomes a pnimi, if you're zaycha. That surrounding story suddenly strikes you as having a theme. You understand what I'm saying? There's a theme to the story. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end. I'm a major <coughs> character in Sipurim Isis that Hashem is telling. There's a story that's unfolding. And you begin to look at your life in an entirely different way. You begin to look at the past. Why did I, like, why did I break up with that girl? Why did I marry that? Why did I take that job? Why this? Why that? That b'shas ma'ise was sipuri devarim ba'alma, ba'alma, mazel and whatever it is, bad breaks, good breaks, bad breaks, and it was all a makif, and you couldn't make sense of the story at all. And then somehow all of the gevilim over time get sewn together. The different, the different parchments of your life gets all the different stories that each one of its own didn't seem to make any sense. They all get sewn together. And when they're sewn together, you realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was working out a story, a Megillah. There's Megillah's Moshe, Megillah's Yaakov, Megillah's whatever. A Megillah, 
that from beginning till end is filled with all kinds of saides, all kinds of great teachings and great mysteries, the way that we learn Megillah Sesta now. And if that's true when it comes to each individual person's life, that our lives are not Sipuri Dvaram Ba'alma, but our lives are Sipuri Maisius Mamish, and I'll explain what that means with Rabbi Nachman in a second. When it comes to Am Yisrael, and everything that we've been through as a people all the years of Golas, all of you know that the Medrash says in Mishlei, the Rambam brings down Me'ain, what it says in the Medrash, that all of the Yom Taifim are Whatever that means, all of the other Yom Taifim are going to become, as most explain, secondary and minor, Right? All of the Yom Tov Mabitalim, Chutzmipur, with the exception of Pur. All the Yom Tov are going to be Betalim, Chutzmipur. Because when we look at the other Yom Tov, all the other Yom Tov, the Nisim and Nisim Gluim, right? Pesach, Makis, Kriyas Yamsov, Nisim Gluim, Shua Sukkis, these are all open, clear miracles. It's not a time of, there were not times of Makifan. There are times when Kash Baruch Hu came down and came to the story of our lives and said, I'm here. All the other Yom Tavim are clear. Stories of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Why is it that the biggest Yom Tavim of love when Mashiach comes is going to be Purim? Because the greatest Hizgalas that's going to be when Mashiach comes and the greatest Nacham of Nachmu Nachmu Ami is that the Baruch Shalom is going to show us that every single thing that happened to us, all of these all of these long years of Galus, every single thing that we lived through, all of these Am Yisrael has been through over these long years of Galus, was Sipurim Isis, was the story of Purim. The reason that Purim outlasts and will shine brightest more than any of the Yom is because Purim resembles La'asilavo more than any other yontif. The other Yom Tavim are more, like Rabbi Nachman said, that there's a new haschal and the new haschal is from Purim. It used to be everything began from Pesach, from Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. But once Purim happened, then all of the haschalas are from Purim, Rabbi Nachman said. How is Purim different? Because you and I are dying to understand the stories of our lives. Once upon a time, Hashem Yisrael came and told what the story is. And he appeared in a very clear and obvious way. But through this long last Golas that we've been in, it's just like one long Purim. It's stories. And a lot of stories, I mean, mostly frightening, crazy, horrible things that have been going on through all of these long years of Golas. So the same way that by Purim, it was Mizgala, the, the Nista was Mizgala. Megillus Esther, like the Maridim explains, Mashahaya Nista is Mizgala, that which was hidden is revealed. That Be'emes, Hashem never left us for a moment. And that Be'emes, even though when you're living in it, it can't be that this is Lataiva. There's no way you could explain to me that what's going on in my life is good. There's no way that you could explain to me what's happening in Am Yisrael's life that this is good. There's no way. And they said that in Shushan. That's how people felt when they were there. Nobody was saying, ah, there's going to be a Megillah, you know? There's going to be a big yontif, we're going to have Humantash. Nobody was saying that. We're going to get off from work for two days. No one said that. 
what people are saying is that we're going to get killed. Nobody said this is like a, a yontiv. By Shavuos, by Pesach and Sukkot, everybody said, yeah, this is a big yontiv. Wow. The Barnshalom came into our lives in such a way. This, this, is, this is the Barnshalom story. The reason that Purim is the biggest yontiv loss of Lavo is because the whole yontiv of what's going to be when Mashiach comes is Purim. It's that which we thought Bishas Maisa was Stam Amaisa, and then we t- it turned out that it was not Stam Sipur Dvar Ba'alma, it was one of Rabbi Nachman's stories. It wasn't the Stam story, it was Rabbi Nachman's story. Now, what do I mean by that? Rabbi Nachman's story. What well, I was just explaining about what's unique about Purim. is that Hashem Baruch is telling us through Purim, he's saying like this, Kindler, this is not the Saif Maise. What's happening to you right now in Shushan, there's a derech. There's a mahalach that I have. Does everybody understand? There's a derech, there's a mahalach. You don't understand it, say that, but there's a derech. And what you're living through right now is not the Saif Maise, it's baderech. It's a story along the way. Along the way, just like in Shusha. What was happening was along the way. Just like if you lost your job, or this happened, something, God forbid, to this, or in your life, it's Baderach. It's not the Saif Meister. The Saif Meister that Hashem has with each and every Jew is Kulay Taif. But a Taif that we can't be massing at all in our lives. The Saif that's going to be with Am Yisrael, what the Nevi'im talk about, it's beyond Ayn Lai Rasul Akim Zalazacha. No mind could comprehend what's waiting for us. And everything that happened, all the stories, are stories that are baderach. So therefore, Ibn Achim begins his first story. The story of the lost princess. <coughs> How many of you have learned the story of the lost princess? Besides, most, good. So you know that Ibn Achman begins the story of the lost princess with the words, baderach si parati maisa. I mean, of course, he said in Yiddish, but in Hebrew, but derech siparti ma'isa. Along the way, I told the story. Shekolmi shahaya shayma. Whoever heard the story that I told, but derech, hoylo hear her too. He had to hear her too. That's Rabbi Nachman. That's how he begins all of his stories, which what we spoke about before the winter. That Rabbi Nachman said that at this point in my life, I realized that my tires are not working with you. And the time has come for me to tell you stories. And the first story begins with those words. When we went with Hever from the shul to the Ukraine a few years ago, it was, it was rough to get there. We had uh, a, stop long, a stop in Paris and whatever happened over there. There were always years on the way. And when we got onto the bus finally to get head towards, towards Rabbi Nachman, so I began by saying, that we're baderach now. And Baderach Rabbi Nachman says, Siparati Maisa, Shukomisha Yesham Halehirachuva. The side of the Sipur Maisis. The reason why, when a Jew learns the Sipur Maisis, even before going into the Ramazim with different Pshatlach and all kinds of explanations, because every word is, every word is Raz and the Raz and Mamish, the deepest secrets of Torah, is every word of the stories is the deepest secrets of Torah. Before you even do that, 
if you just read the story like a fairy tale, you read the story out loud in English or whatever your language is, or you read it to your kids, you can't help but have here Hurei There's nothing else like that. You can't help but have your Hurei And when Renachman began by saying, he was defining the nature of the Sipurim In the same way, Derech Eris Kadmala and Shuva Kadmala Eilam. Somehow, when you read the Sipurim and again, I can't explain this. I'm just told you, I'll share with you a Hergish. That somehow, when you read the Sipurim at some point in the story that you're reading, regardless of what story it is, it's, with the longer ones, it's more powerful for most, but even with the shorter ones, you get a sense that this is the story, this is your story. There's something about this that reminds me, or that tells me about the derech that I'm on, about my journey. This is talking to me about my journey. And the way to learn Sipurimaisis, which and that's how we're going to learn Sipurimaisis, is our journey. Now I don't know all of your journeys. I don't know what your journeys are. The same way you, you don't know mine, the things I went through until now in my life, and I don't know what you've been through until now in your life. Regardless. Each and every one of you and myself, when we learn Sipurim Aisis, and we learn it in, with this mindset of Purim, of Miguel Zesta, we're going to hear our story. We're going to feel it. Rabbi Nachman is saying, I know, that, I know where you are in your derech, along your journey. I know where you're holding. And therefore, if you're going to learn Sipurim Aisis as a story of something that happened a long time ago, Rabbi Nachim is telling me Shonim Kadmani is just a story, like it's an interesting thing, and you're reading a story. Or even if you're going to learn the story of Rabbi Nachman's stories in, in the way that they would normally teach them is in, in academia, which is, what can we learn from Rabbi Nachman's story? I hate that. So. <laughs> if Rabbi Nachman hears such a thing, what? What can we learn from this story? The same way they would say, what can we learn from the American Revolution? What can we learn from the Boston Massacre or something? What can we learn from it? What Musa can we take out of it? That's the usual way that people will read these things. It's a story, once upon a time, and what can I learn from that one, from that mindset? But the same way that every word of Torah is speaking to each and every Jew, because the Baruch Shalom is writing our story in the Torah, and the Torah is speaking to us, each person. So too, the Sipurim have this unique ability, and that's what Rabbi Nachman is talking about, to all of a sudden give you a feeling, if you learn it with Amuna, to all of a sudden give you this feeling, this realization, 
that I'm beginning to feel that I can understand the parts of my life coming together, the different pieces of my life coming together. That's how I felt when I read Avedis Basamach, The Lost Princess, which I read when I was 14 years old. No, when I was 13 years old. In my shul in Queens, the, I, I was already uh, addicted to Swarm back then. And the, gabber, the old Gabbai said to me, Maisha, come, I got something for you. And they had tons of shamans from over the years that they accumulated in the, in the, in the head in the basement. And he said, I'm giving you the first shot. You go take whatever you want. I pulled out from there such treasures. I still, I still learn from them. I got a Devechaim there. I got a Kedusha Siyantiv. Devechaim's Tshuvas. I got some Soifis Tshuvas. Old, from old, from people that, uh, from the shul that died, the left died, they were going to put into, into the cemetery. And, and there was a, a Vedas Basamelech that was in Yiddish. And I was not up to reading something like that in Yiddish here and there, but I couldn't make it out. But I sat, I sat with a, uh, a friend of mine who was fluent in Yiddish in the Shtibu, and we went through it together. And that was when I, that's when I fell in love. Because the story of the Basmalach, I, I felt that Rebbe Nachman was taking my life, even though I was a kid. And he was taking the different parts of my life and saying to me, Moshe, this is why this was this, and this was there. You thought, Bashas Maisa, this is Tam, Sipur Dvar Ba'alma. No, it's the Maisa of your life. And the Baruch Shalom is with you every second. Baderach. But the Baruch Shalom never left you, Baderach. What's extraordinary and unique about the story that we're going to begin learning which is the seventh, of the seventh of the stories, and and the main reason why I wanted to do it with you, even though I know we're not going to have time this year to finish them. I mean, we'll read the story in one in one shot, but in terms of learning it, the way we need to learn it, but because here we have an here we have a unique Kabbalah. That Rabbi Nachman, there's a Masar that Rabbi Nachman revealed that this story of the fly and the spider, the Zvuv and the Akovish, is the story of the derech of Rabbi Nachman that he traveled from Shemayim, that his neshama came into his guf. It was the path that the soul of Rabbi Nachman descended from the higher world and came into his body. That's the story that we're going to learn. The story of Rabbi Nachman becoming Rabbi Nachman, alive. He, he revealed this. Here also was Baderach. We'll see in a few minutes. This is also Baderach. It was the story of his neshama coming into the groove. So our avoid when we learn this story, and whenever we learn his stories, our avoid is to daven Hashem that by learning this story of the tzaddik, I will be able to gain not a lesson. I will be able to gain a, a clear and powerful sense of my ayin basi, where my neshama came from, 
La'an ani hailech, where am I going? Listen me, ani osalitin dimdechesh. You don't read Shakespeare like that. You don't, read, you don't read stories like that. And not only that, but by reading and by learning the, the, and by telling the story itself, there's a tremendous koyach that one gains that there should be his galus of that or hapnimi, that the makif of my life, that part of my life, that aspect of who I am, that I don't get, I don't understand why I'm here in this world, what's the purpose of my being baderach on this journey? Why did my soul journey from heaven to earth? That by davening and by learning the stories as Navaida, that it could become from a makif, it could become a panimi. That that which is the greatest mystery of all, which I mentioned this morning in the in the Memoram Chabura, I mentioned that the Razina that he said that the that we suffer most from this not from a lack of faith, but from not knowing why our Nishamas was sent into this world. That's what hurts us most. That's what the that's what Rav talks about in Pashalakh. My lechlecha, like, why did I come to the world? My story seems like a lot of other people's stories. What's my story? Like, what's the point of my life? I know I have to put on tefillin, I got to daven, I got to keep shops. I get it. I'm going to learn as best as I can. I'll get married, Mitzvah, have kids. I understand. But Rabbi shall tell me, Lamaisa, what's my Maisa about? Like, what do you want of me? Bifra, me, why was I created? My story looks very similar to a, lot, to a lot of other stories. When we learn Chumash, it's not history. Rashi says at the very beginning of Chumash, Koyach Mas of Higilamai. We learned about this, remember? Koyach Mas of Higilamai. When we're learning Lukut Elochas. Koyach Mas of Higilamai means that when you learn Torah, it's not history, it's not some interesting thing that you're reading about of the past. It's koyach masav It means that when I when I learn about the others, if I would have been standing there in Beersheva by Yitzchak by by Yaakov Avinu by Yaakov Beersheva, I also would have just I would have been hanging around with a couple of sheep. And I don't know what's going on over here. I don't know what this is? But somehow koyach masav When you learn chumash. When you learn the Rabbani Shalom's Torah, it's a koyach masiv. In other words, when we, when we read Lamashal, when we learn about Yerusha's Eretz Yisrael, the Babacher Rebbe is going to say this all the time. When we learn Sefer Bereshis, which is koyach masiv iglam, right? Rashi brings down, matam, pas Bereshis. Why do we be? Koyach masiv iglam, the what? The Eretz Yisrael, the world, Hashem created the world, He gives it out to whoever wants, and Eretz Yisrael He gave to us, right? When you and I learn Sefer Bereshis, it opens up that Shefa of Yerusha Saritz to us. It's not just that we're reading something that happened a long time ago that God told Avram. Koyach Masav Higid La'ama right now. When I learn, when I learn the Rambam, Hilchas Beis Abachir, when I learn Rambam, Hilchas Beis Abachir, when I learn the Sugiyas and Zvachim and in Megillah and other places, about Besam Mikdash and Kedushas, Besam Knesses, and the Indian of Yerushas Eretz Yisrael. When I learned Sefer Yehoshua Befrat, which is why I'm learning that now with the Hever and Shul. It's not Sipuri Dvarim Baalma. Once upon a time, Amayish Shahaya, 
that Yeshua came to Yisrael with Bnei Yisrael. It's drawing down into the world right now, Koyach Masav, to be Poyo, Kibush Haaretz, right now. And because I'm crazy that we should already have back at Yisrael, and that the Kibush should be finished, and Mashiach should come, that's why I'm driven to learn Sefi Yeshua then. Not because I, I'm interested in it, or because there's like some Yom Iyun Anavi. Not because of that, but because we could be poiled. Koyach Masav Higid La'amu. Koyach Masav Higid La'amu means that I can mamish change the world. My life begins to make sense. My maise I begin to understand. And I'm able to be mo'ira, that Indian <coughs> of the obvious right now. And when we go through Sefer Bereshis, and what do we pull in Sefer Shmois? And what do we pull in Sefer Vayikra? And each parasha what we pull. It's, it's not Sipur Dvar Mam, it's Sipur Maishis, Mishonim Kadmonis. And now we understand the Loshan of Rabbi Nachman, when he said that, so I've mentioned this many times, Ha'olam Oymrim Shesipur Maishis, Mesugur Lashena. In the Velt, they say that telling stories is mesugal to put people to sleep, right? When you want to put children to sleep, you tell a story. But I say that by telling these stories, the Sipurim we wake people up from their sleep. Rabbi Nachman said, in the Velt, there's an expression that by telling stories, you can't make a, a person pregnant. A woman doesn't get pregnant from stories. That's an expression in the world. From Zogin, Vermin is There has to be a Maisa, you understand? You can talk about it from Hunter's Morgan. But she's not getting pregnant from talking, telling stories. Rabbi Nachman says, it's a little bit off color, no? Rabbi Nachman says such a lot. Again. But I say, But I say, that when you tell over the stories that Sadiqim told, that mice of telling stories, women who are barren are able to have children. Through these stories. So, Nachman saying is that Aleph, that through the Supreme Isis, Jews who are asleep, not only Jews, it's translated into many languages, people who are asleep could be awakened. The same way that somehow through Megillus Esther, and that's why the Balsham HaKadosh taught us here, I'm sure you know, that a curry. As a Megillah Lemarfreya. If you read the Megillah Lemarfreya, you're not Yaitzah. And the Baal Shem HaKadosh said the Lemarfreya, of course, Lemarfreya means if you read it in the wrong order, right? From, you read it from the wrong, from back, from the, from the end to the beginning. But the Baal Shem HaKadosh said that if you read, read Megillah Esther and you think it's just a Maisa that happened, Lemarfreya, it's a story from a long time ago, Lo Yatzah. You're not Yaitzah, Kriyas Megillah. But if you read the Megillah and you understand, that the Baruch Shalom is telling your story baderech, in the derech of your life, the same way that in Shushan, when you were sitting there, you didn't see it was a makif, but every single thing fits together, and that's the story. 
and there's a mahalach that Hashem had leading up to the building of the second base of Mikdash and to Mashiach. And that's going to be the yontiv when Mashiach comes, is probably the biggest yontiv, because that's Me'ain, Yemaisa Mashiach, which is putting together the whole, all the pieces of, of, the, of the past. The result of that is that even a Jew who, looked, who looks at his life and he feels like a, he's an, ak, an akar, or she feels like she's an akara, that my life has not given birth to anything. I'm barren. I'm empty. <coughs> the nevu at the end of time is rani akara, that the akara is going to rejoice. Because the Indian that Rabbi Nachman says that through my stories and the stories of old truth Sadiq, one becomes pregnant. One gives birth. It means that's exactly what we're talking about. It means that you begin to realize, you know, at times a woman will come and say to me, I have no tachas in my life, I never got married, I never had kids. My life is nothing. I've heard that from Sid. It's a sad thing to hear. It's a terrible thing to hear, but I've heard that on more than one occasion. Never got married, never had kids. It's like, when the Barshalom, in the story of the world, when it comes to my name, there's going to be like a blank space. And many, many people walk around the world feeling that way. And Rabbi Nachman says that from my stories, you can become pregnant. That's what he said. Not just from mine, but from the stories of Chut Sadiq. It means that it's possible for a person through this to realize that what I thought was an emptiness, what I thought was meaningless, I didn't even realize that that kind word that I said to that person gave that person hope, and because that person had hope, that person did this and did that and so on and so forth. And yeah, and I think I once told you, and I, I'm sure many of you know anyway, and you remember that when... That when Reb Sholem, the Sar Sholem from Bells, when he came to Lublin, people didn't know who he was. They didn't have any pictures. They don't know this was Sholem. He was a young man. And he came to Lublin to the Chayzer. You can imagine there were hundreds, if not thousands, of people that were there from Megillah Lane. Purim night. And the Chayzer is looking, you know, I can't imagine what that was like. The Chayzer is looking around. And everybody's a pachet, and the chayzer looks, and the sasholim is, is in the back someplace with everybody else. Nobody knows who he is. And the chayzer from the blink says, Come over here. And the sasholim walks over to him, and he says, You read the Megillah. You're the Balkar. And the whole time that the sasholim was laying the Megillah, the chayzer was crying and jumping up, and there was a whole thing with the chayzer. And the Chassidim didn't understand. The Chassidim said to the, the Rabbi afterwards, Rabbi, what was with the Kriyas Megillah? What was the Megillah learning with this, with this guy? <clears throat> so the Chayzer said, I've heard this story many, many times in my life, but I never, ever heard anybody tell it that way. I never, I never heard anybody tell the story that way. Nobody else picked up on that. They just heard some of the Megillah. You know, Chassidim, they read it very fast. Probably it's not Shalom read it. In the, you know. It was no 40 minutes. It was probably a 12-minute Megillah line. They don't, they don't waste time over there. And the Chayzer says, I never heard anybody tell, I know the story, but I never heard anybody tell it that way. 
I never heard anybody tell it that way is when you read Rabbi Nachman's stories if we're then the feeling is I've heard many stories before I may have even heard this story but I never heard anybody tell the story of my life until now it's always been about somebody else's life but that feeling that this is a story of my life and the derech that I'm on and to put the pieces to help me put the pieces together to understand why befrat did my neshama come from Shammai into, into this goof at this time in my life right now that's something that one can pick up when learning Sipurim Aisis that's a schus that we have to daven to be zaycher for now let's begin this story <coughs> now of course it was told in Yiddish and we could read it also in English but there are Lashonists that are important that we have in Lashon HaKadosh and we should read it not in, not in English we should read it in Lashon HaKadosh the background of the story if you look you'll see what the background is over here that's brought down in Chaim or Iran see what says Aleph on the left side Achar Ptiris Ishtai Mizaslov Achakach Nishtadach Mibrod after Ibn Achman's first wife died and there was another Shidduch that was made Ukshabola Beisai Lebreslov and he came to his house in Breslov Siper B'Shabbos HaMaisa Shalamelech Shehitzel Oisai Hadaf Shalasefer he told a story about a king who was saved by the page of a book. That's what the story is. He was told. He told this story. And before he told our story that we're going to learn, that Shabbos, he said, I want to talk to you about my journey, my trip. Also, my journey. The part of it at the end that was missing at that time. That's so he said, I want to tell you and he didn't tell anything about what happened to him on his trip from Zaslav to Breslau. He told this story. And they understood that when he said, I want to tell you about my journey, my trip, he was talking about into this world. How did he come into the world? That's what he was saying. I never heard anybody else tell a story like that. That's a Chiddush. About the Chiddush of Rabbi Nachman, we'll talk a little bit tomorrow night in Mizrisha. But let's just start. We have a few minutes. Let's begin. Five minutes. I want to begin by telling you, he didn't say one word about the trip. I want to tell you about the trip, my trip that I had. This is the trip. It was a Maise of a king that there were many wars that he fought. There were many, many wars that were that he had to fight for his Medina. And he was victorious. And he conquered different places. And he took many, many shvuim. He took many prisoners. This king took many prisoners in his conquests. And look at the parentheses. After he said these words, 
And he began the story. Then Rabbi Nachman said, Taimu, meaning Tachshavu, do you think that I'm going to tell you everything? And do you think that you can understand? And then he continued. A ball. The king made a big party. On the anniversary, every year he made a big ball, a party. To celebrate the anniversary of when he finished his conquests. And all the big ministers in the Sari Malucha, all the Chashev people from the government, whatever, his government, they were there at the party, as is the way of kings. And there's all kinds of tzchayk that was going on. Shekarin, comedy. Comedy. There was comedy. What was the joking? What was the, what was the comedy that was going on over there? What was funny? They were laughing and making fun of all the different nations. Not Polish like this, and Italians like that. They were making fun. To this day, people like to tell jokes like that. And they were making jokes about all the different the different nations. From Yishmol and all the nations. Okay, talk about that. And all kinds of impersonations, imitating different nationalities and people. By way of making fun, they're making fun of the mannerisms and the hanhagis of each of these nations that were conquered. All of the nations of the world. And Rabbi Nachman says, So not only were they making fun of Yishmael and the other nations, but they also they made fun of Jews also. And the king commanded to bring him the book. To bring the book that contains within it all of the mannerisms, the nimusim, all of the cultural things and the hanhagas of each of the nations. The king asked for this book, this big book with all of the hanhagas. And wherever the king opened the book, he saw that it had in it, it had in it the different Hanagis and the different Nimusim of, of that nation. And it was like the Baleashoik, like the comedians, like the, like the actors and the comedians were all making fun. The king opened up the book and he saw that the, the, this, it's accurate. In other words, these are the Muslim and Anagis of, of these people, of the Chinese or the Japanese, whatever. These are the Muslim and Anagis. And the king saw this in the book. Because Mastama, the guy that was leading the, the comedy, the show, he was a bucky in this book. He knew this book of all the Nimusim and Anhagas.
So I think we'll we'll stop here because what happens now, what happens next, is with the fly and with the spider. And as it is in many of Rabbi Nachman's stories, that all of a sudden things seem to go in a totally different direction, just like it is with everybody's life. And and Mitzvah next time, the next year we'll come back and we'll, we'll finish up. We'll be able to finish it in one, hopefully in one more one more year we'll finish this story. Okay. So next next week I have a chas. I'm not going to be here, so it'll be Misham be the following the following Monday night. Shkoy.